Hello people. Welcome to this podcast People's Stories. Here we talk about people's lives, career, dreams and the journey to it in most genuine and raw format. Discovering not only their characteristics but also their thought process to excellence. Your takeaway for today. So, let's begin. A very happy Republic Day to all Indian listeners and to the non-Indian listeners. Um, today is the day when the Constitution of India was set up in 1950, and that is why it is celebrated as one of the national days uh, in India. So, yeah, sending across good wishes to all of you. Um, and I would like to specifically point out that in our conversation ahead, we are referring to certain degrees like BALLB, BBA, LLB, and LLM, and they basically mean bachelor's and master's in law. Hope you guys have fun listening to it. Thank you so much, Namita, for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Absolutely, my pleasure to be here <laughs> again and again. <laughs> We've been facing some difficulty. Yes, <laughs> some technical difficulty. Now, but now on. it's yeah, now it's working. Hopefully, We're good. Um, so I have um, just for our listeners, I have gotten to know Namita through my time in Delhi. Uh, she's working as a lawyer in the Delhi High Court, a big thing. And I hope yeah. we have like a lot of good content for you guys in the yes, talk. So, yes, we do. so about you, just tell us something about yourself. Yes, I I am your friend, <laughs> and also in my free time, I am a lawyer. <laughs> And no, actually, that's my full-time job apparently now. So I'm a lawyer. I'm I'm practicing in Delhi. I'm a litigating lawyer, so I usually practice in the trial courts on the criminal side. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this for the past five years. And uh, so my work essentially is uh, trials, uh, criminal trials. Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to diversify now i've uh, worked in the supreme court also and the high court on the appellate side mm-hmm. so yeah it's been uh, it, uh, litigation itself is a little um, you know freeing in that sense that you can jump around and see which court or which forum are you comfortable in and okay. you get practice uh, okay. you get initiated in that by chambers and things like that yeah. or you can uh, yeah have a firm and you know you can run a chamber for yourself so mm-hmm. it's a little freeing for myself so I had chosen that yeah and um, I had that in my mind since I uh, joined law because my grandfather was a lawyer uh, he was also practicing on the criminal side but he was from Jaipur and he was based out of Jaipur so does that, I thought does... Delhi mm-hmm. I thought Delhi was better because it had the supreme court of course and then it had more tribunals and opportunities in that okay sense. so mm-hmm. I've been here for five years, and I think law is an area which is not very um, commonly taken by students. You know, I mean, I think there's this little, just less knowledge in general yeah, about. There is, there is a lot of. Uh, I mean, I think it it also has something to do with the fact that they have a centralized system for admissions now for mm-hmm. uh, law schools. Earlier, okay. it was you have to take admissions in a course like a usual professional course. Yeah. So now because of CLAT, which is a common law entrance test, it uh, it has opened up uh, avenues for a lot of kids to get a single 
test where they can be uh-huh. assessed through merit and then they get uh, rankings accordingly and get placed get okay. uh, uh, admissions in the colleges so it's easier now and the shift has been uh, in the last 5 years i guess uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's now not the same thing as people used to say that koi kuch nahi kar raha to you have to have uh you can do llb now 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 that thinking yeah, has changed that that understanding has changed yeah so, first thing is uh, you have to decide which subjects you want to take there see, like this is actually a very good question so if if you are confused about uh whether i should take science or will it benefit me or if i should take uh, business education or if i should go for humanities social context for lawyers is the most important thing that you can acquire at a very early age that includes your civics your basic history and your uh, geography and your <clears throat> essentially uh, systematic knowledge is important if somebody has taken science <coughs> as their um, subjects in for class 11th mm-hmm. and 12th are mm-hmm. they can they also give the clad exam or is it do you have some requirements there that no okay there's no requirement have? only you need a class 12th uh, and there's a minimum percentage i think 60% or something okay uh, that you have to score and then you'll be eligible and there's a age factor also there is no uh, government requirement or institutional requirement for it okay. you can have any stream that you want uh, you can prepare for the exam separately there are entrance test coaching classes yeah. you can buy material online and of course you can prepare in that sense yeah. so okay. mm-hmm. uh, but uh, nothing in terms of stream because you have a bllb you can have a bsc llb different colleges give you different uh, specialization okay. so my my college had BALLB and BBALLB so mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, from my batch who had taken BBA had gone on to do MBAs and oh, okay. uh, and CS your you know your company secretary uh, secretary exam if they clear that then you become a company secretary and you become a company litigating lawyer okay. so that way uh, i mean there's no confined uh, stream that you have to essentially take Okay. Why I push for humanities is only because I think that anybody who's practicing uh, litigation needs to have some social context. context. Um, so, from the point of view of, uh, let's say, when somebody has decided they want to become a lawyer, um, and they give this CLAT exam, so this happens immediately after twelfth, right? Hmm. It happens uh, immediately after class twelfth. uh you have a common law admission test for uh, most of the national law universities some have uh, like uh, national law school delhi mm-hmm. uh, that has a separate entrance exam yeah so, and yeah. so what's the content like like in the exam what do they cover what do you need to study to give the exam see there are two things now there is a theoretical way to clear that exam and then get into the college <laughs> that is one aspect of it and if you want to be a lawyer there's another aspect to it if you just want to clear the exam then there are uh, you know any entrance exam uh, which is a general test would have uh, maths english verbal skills and uh, your reasoning skills okay the uh, fact that clat is different from these exams is also because it tests you on your legal reasoning legal okay. reasoning is a little different than your normal logical reasoning because legal reasoning will require you to have an understanding of uh, a right based question and mm-hmm. a, a solution to that which is all law is basically common sense the first thing that probably i read um, that i understood what legal reasoning would be is that they will give you a premise 
they will give you a, a, a statement of law mm-hmm. and then you have to apply that statement to a factual position that is given it okay. is a fictional position that they give like mm-hmm. a, a small reasoning Mm-hmm. You have to apply that reasoning to that situation and then give the result. I mean, I think most of the people decide based on okay, what's the scope? You know, what's the scope in yeah. future? What all yeah, can you do? Yeah, this word scope. I hate <laughs> this word scope because I have been hounded by this even till now. Like kids call me up and their parents call me up, ask me these same questions. Okay, law me kya scope hai? What is your scope? Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, for me, it's like uh, you are infinite right now. As in, you you can take a you can literally just book book a plane and just land up anywhere in this world and start working there and probably build a completely different life so scope is something that you define scope can never a, be because you studied something that's such a beautiful <clears throat> line i mean it it just it just opens up so much so many yeah. so many boundaries that we create in our own mind yeah, that okay absolutely. this is only what i can do but i mean there's just so much more to your it your scope is as limited as your perspective it's as simple as that as far as i understood it there is an innate uh, hindi mein ek word hota hai na rujhan yeah so there is that uh, inclination towards a certain sphere of life yeah yeah so the most important thing is to understand that in a kid right. i will never suggest somebody to take up law just because it has scope okay so, so before I, before we go ahead just uh, one hmm. question is coming to my mind so uh, when you decide to become a lawyer you have the option to practice in a court or you can join yes. with uh, let's say organizations these uh, multinational companies and become like a corporate lawyer these are the See, two areas broadly there are I think there are three to four ways that you can graph your career, or at least like divert your career in law. Once you've taken up law, you can specialize. Mm-hmm. Specialization uh, can be either in your uh, uh, if you're practicing, then it can be a criminal lawyer or a civil lawyer. Mm-hmm. If you're not interested in practicing, and if you want to take up, say, a firm job where you you are associated with a with a firm, and then you are a partner there or you are a associate there, mm-hmm. you get a salary and you are on role on the role of the firm whatever okay. clientele that the firm has you are trying to work through that and you you charge billable hours and how and yeah, okay. corporate yeah. structure works mm-hmm. then you can go in house in house are usually uh, counsel lawyers which are um, uh, company lawyers which are counsels for the company and only dedicatedly work towards the legal aspects of the company okay okay mm-hmm. uh, legal issues of the company yeah then of course there is judiciary you can write your lower judiciary exam if you can wait Uh, litigate uh, for a bit and then maybe try for a higher judiciary exam mm-hmm. so these exam and then of course you can always do an llm which is a masters and then you can uh, go teach go into academia become mm-hmm. a professor somewhere okay. which a lot of my uh, college friends have done yeah okay so so in that sense law gives you at least at least till law school you have the option of uh, you know picking out the, the sphere of life that you would want mm. to end up in mm. okay so that way uh, but every person has to make that choice and, and that is why i say you have to intern yeah interning is the most important thing as a as a law student that you can do go go to cities look at cities um live in cities like if you intern for a, at least you have to intern for a month anywhere that you work mm-hmm. so if you have that opportunity and if you have the resources please go intern to in places in cities that you think you might want to end up in 
okay and explore uh, in that sense so um namita what okay so now that we know how can we get into this area um i hmm. want to understand because you are a litigator how does your work day look like what do you do uh, on a regular basis see first of all uh, what is very shocking for anybody who Uh, comes into litigation because usually kids have this idea or uh, students have this idea of litigation to be this very charismatic and very exciting uh, every day is a new uh, you know challenge for you that's not how it works it's a lot of leg work it's a lot of uh, paperwork it's a lot of sitting down and reading mm-hmm. uh, reading i think uh, i mean i'm still grappling with that fact that uh, you have to cut continuously vociferously read it's like it, it's an endless thing and yeah, you're okay. so occupied with it because everything then suddenly becomes about uh, okay but what's your point so once you once any so sifting through the noise that the world throws at you mm-hmm. um about okay uh, so what about this what about that person who did this you know mm-hmm. that what aboutry that people do mm-hmm. lawyers have to separate and have a clear head about uh, you know uh, getting to the issue first mm-hmm. what is the issue that you're talking about what do you want mm-hmm. what is the right that you're claiming what is the duty that you're challenging the other person has not completed mm-hmm. so these are very uh, it's and it's an ongoing process it's a very lively process so mm-hmm. litigation at least practice that way is uh, Of course, there's court work. If you talk about the mundane, we can talk about the mundane. I get up, I read my files in the morning, then uh, I have to go appear before courts. Mm-hmm. I have to take dates, which are usually a lot because Indian courts are absolutely mm-hmm. overburdened, and you have to wait around for uh, your seniors' matters. Once mm-hmm. you start appearing on your own, then your own matters. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of waiting around, loitering around, reading, and. so i mean it's a it's not as exciting as people make it seem like it's not a, a boston legal episode at all like and if anybody <laughs> or a suit law yeah or suits oh my god it's it's so far removed from reality i can't even tell you yeah, yeah and i mean one more thing that comes to my uh, mind is that you you mentioned that you are in the criminal criminal law area yeah. and uh first of all being a criminal lawyer in itself i feel it's risky i don't know how how you look at it <laughs> And then the second, yeah. And the second thing is, you are a female. So how do you like? How do you see it? Like, how does it club together? See any harassment and any uh, sort of uh, physical danger that uh, people worry about. See, it is there. Uh, I mean, I know seniors who are. in the most conflict ridden state uh, states in india baksar and you know where are where there are maoist in, uh, intrusions and you know firings mm-hmm. and people have been attacked activists have been attacked mm-hmm. so litigation litigating lawyers in, in itself it's such an ecological system mm-hmm. i mean uh, you support them in uh, you know support uh, through any means necessary you don't have to be in the area of conflict i mean yeah. some people thrive on that some people are brilliant uh, public orators brilliant public consensus gatherers who go to these conflict areas and then work there and uh, jeopardize their uh, lives and and they are at the real risk mm-hmm. P- criminal lawyers in in a metropolitan city like delhi are 
confined to dealing with authorities mostly like police say mm-hmm. judges mm-hmm. or uh, you know investigating officers so uh, see there are again again i'll point out that a lawyer safety a lawyer's uh, uh, sort of um, reputation or a lawyer's life mm-hmm. is completely and absolutely dependent on the kind of clientele that you attract mm-hmm. if you are attracting that sort of clientele where you have hardcore criminal cases like uh, say rapes and murders and mm-hmm. uh, crimes like uh, you know very uh, gruesome crimes mm-hmm. Uh, which usually are constricted to say bail matters or you know full appellate trials and all so trial lawyers are also very confined in that niche of mm-hmm. uh, practicing in that circle mm-hmm. so they you'll have to have uh, those sort of contacts and those sort of uh, relationships okay. with the authorities and uh, with uh, say muscle men and all yeah, of that okay. but so threat factor is uh, different in terms of people who are on the ground field work mm-hmm. uh, like say are associated with some organizations which are working in conflict areas and all of that mm-hmm. for me personally uh, it 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 didn't really matter because i've always been protected by chambers thankfully and i'm very grateful to those chambers mm-hmm. uh, in delhi that uh, deal uh, that client end of it is dealt by the senior now personally if i'm asked to take up a case i i it really um uh, it it i think being in that environment being in those chambers you know how to deal with it mm-hmm. you know when to draw the line you know you have to be very assertive also with clients you can't yeah. have clients uh, that are threatening you or you know are disrespecting you mm-hmm. of course so uh, you don't have to be an aggressive person mm-hmm. to be a, a, a aggressive female to be a lawyer a criminal lawyer mm-hmm. you have to have boundaries and you have to have some sort of uh, you know uh, understanding of uh, dealing with the uh, uh, people around you yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. all of that so it is dangerous uh, but it it's not as dangerous as some people read Really, uh, look at yeah. their lives right now. Mm-hmm. So, from how I am, like, what perception I am creating, it's like I see a life which is tough. <laughs> I see a life which <laughs> sees a lot of um, bad things of the society. You have to do a lot of hard work, and you know, it, it just looks too too stressful to me. But mm-hmm. there is something that's that's motivating you, right? There is something that keeps you in this in this place, and yeah. something that you really like about it. What's that? I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's the search for truth and meaning. I think truth and meaning are are the things that that have stood the test of test of time for me, at least as a lawyer, because. i remember this one very uh, weird situation that i was in i was i was i think i was uh, i was done with my matters in the high court and there was this one particular judge who was sitting on the criminal criminal bench he was mm-hmm. taking up criminal matters in high court appeal case okay and i'll just make it try to make it short so that it's easier so now was i i had i was done with my chamber matters and sometimes you just go and you listen to some judges who are discussing cases and you learn a lot from them mm-hmm. and this particular judge i won't name the judge uh, but he he he's one of the most brilliant minds of criminal law at least at least in delhi mm-hmm. uh, judicial judiciary and uh, 
he's now in i think a chief justice in one of the high courts and he mm-hmm. was sitting with the uh, on a matter where a father a father was killed by the mother by the son okay uh, in front of his mother and uh, this was in appeal and this man uh, his mother mm-hmm. his wife his child all of them were present in the court mm-hmm. it was a very interesting case for me so i sat and i was listening to it i remember that judge uh, so the whole courtroom sort of uh, 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 the judge and this particular judge is somebody who's his own witness his own his own judge his own uh, public prosecutor because he conducts the court in such a way that his ultimate motivation at that point of time was to arrive at the truth hmm. in the sense of what exactly happened that day it's hmm. as simple as that hmm. so who are the witnesses the witnesses are trying to tell us okay we saw something hmm. we saw this particular thing happening hmm. now so the public prosecutor stood up the investigating officer stood up the entire conversation was so so deeply uh, uh, you know dedicated to finding the particular reason mm-hmm. of why that boy would have killed his own father mm-hmm. by by pushing him or by uh, hitting mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. Uh, was that the father was drunk uh, was a drunk okay they were from a lower middle class uh, uh, okay. family and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and he had uh, his father had been beating up his mother for some time now and the mother got frustrated one day and the father was so drunk that he couldn't uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, handle himself and he fell yeah. from the balcony and his neck was like caught in a wire or something and he asphyxiated uh, and died okay. so the f- kid was the one who basically tried to break up a fight all these things came out in the stage of appeal okay mm. now appeal is something once you once your trial is already done you are convicted this this boy was in jail for 4 days 4 uh, years uh, oh. after the conviction so the trial happened then 4 years into and now appeal stage the court was so frustrated because even the judge remarked at that point of time he said that if we are to see the world through your ipcs you know your indian penal code there has mm-hmm. to be a separate indian penal code for people of this strata because their lives are so much different from the high corners or high level world that these laws are created in mm-hmm. you know and 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 he gave i remember this very well he uh, uh, so he had these bunch of interns sitting there and he asked one of the interns a lot of judges do that they ask interns or young lawyers to come up and assist mm-hmm. the public prosecutors or somebody mm-hmm. so he pointed me out and he asked me to uh, uh, say something because i had laughed on one of his quips he said something like mm-hmm. <coughs> okay we have heard enough of everybody now watson let's let the body speak Mm-hmm. so basically he wanted to see exactly what the uh, dead body looked like and what the motivation and yeah, the, okay, uh, the forensics okay. uh-huh. behind the death was yeah. it was a very gripping case and it went on for like an hour and a half and i assisted the uh, uh, the uh, defense lawyer there mm-hmm. and uh, one of the defenses that uh, the lawyer suddenly after recess came up with was that it to prevent a necessary uh, uh, harm Uh, there there was uh, i mean uh, the law point was that 
there was a harm that was the greater harm that was going to prevent the greater harm yeah. this is an exception like self defense yeah. preventing a necessary necessary act to prevent a greater harm mm-hmm. is also an exception under uh, ipc mm-hmm. uh, so the judge in his reasoning concluded that the boy had to necessarily intervene mm-hmm. and uh, while intervening he had pushed the father mm-hmm. out of the balcony mm-hmm. so that is why he gave the mother the son and uh, the mother and the son uh, honorable acquittals in appeal stage and the boy came out that day and the family came out and because i assisted they were happy for some reason and they found me there so they thought that i bring some good luck to their case or something like that and they started congratulating me ke mera beta maine 4 saal se mere bete ki shakal nahi dekhi and they are like you know and these are very few and very yeah. very uh, infrequent moments that you get in litigation where you feel that okay you know not everything is shit yeah <laughs> that's why i say it's so real uh-huh. that when you find little bit of joy in that realness that joy is so real for you yeah that and it, it pushes you and it's also so meaningful like um like in my circle i basically have everybody who is working in the corporate and you know we are we are, all of us are doing meaningful work in the, i mean i'm i'm not saying yeah. people are not doing meaningful work but right. the kind of impact the kind of kind of direct impact you are having exactly. on people so that's, that's precisely precisely for for me it's like you you might not be uh, feeling that you're making a difference or you're doing something which is supposedly meaningful mm. it it is of course a very personal thing what you find meaning can be you can find meaning in maybe getting a lot of money and donating to charities yeah. like how probably bill gates and melinda gates are doing mm. but that's not everybody's fear of power right? right you can't your circle of influence is limited to the kind of circle that you are in right? exactly now as a lawyer your circle of influence increases beyond a normal person with a regular job yeah. is only because you're interacting with an institution right okay. yeah the institution itself is interacting with the whole of the country and the way that it is interacting hmm. and a whole section of people that it is interacting with mm-hmm. so it it is not that it is my power that i'm making a difference or i have an affluent circle or i have a very big circle it is mm-hmm. the institution or the or the 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 whole system that is making me interact with it hmm. so for me it I'm still a 30-year-old struggling with my problems and yeah. my issues and my everyday motivation or non-motivation or my depression or my anxieties. <laughs> But the system puts you in such a real place that a lot of people are riding on you. Yeah, and exactly. And their hopes and their dreams and their issues are riding yeah. on you. So, so you, you better buck up and you show to up. Give and your best you, out of it, right? Yeah I mean you you have you have half the work is showing up mm. you if you show up on time with the thing that you're required to do mm. you are not required to do anything more the system will do its job as long as you do your job yeah and when you see that happening you are you suddenly realize how minuscule and small you are but how still how important you are mm. if you don't do that job yeah. if you do not brief your senior for that rape case that man who might the whole world might think that he's an accused and he's raped a 7 year old and if he has not hmm. and you somehow get to that conclusion on paper and and also articulate it to the judge hmm. and who and your senior is able to do that you are yeah. also not a part of it you are yeah. just uh, in the background doing that job but if that happens 
and you played a small very insignificant but a part exactly you know it, what you did right <laughs> it, and and you can you can you can you can take pride in it yeah but you also die in the burden of it because I know, it's very yeah. rare that you find it but i mean i mean just just for the um, just for the experience itself you know that kind of experience is is very particular to your profession not everybody Absolutely. can and you have to be honest you have to be honest about your profession you yeah. have to be honest about who you are what yeah. you stand for yeah you have to be you you have to tell the truth mm-hmm. all the time it's expected of you it's yeah. demanded of you and if you keep lying to yourself about the things because i face that in my own life like i feel that there are so many things that you hear and you mouth mm. uh, uh because you heard it from sources that sources, yeah. are credible and mm. great but if you if you are not if you are hearing that voice in your head which is telling you okay maybe this is not the right thing or maybe whatever you're saying is bullshit whatever you are perpetuating is somebody else's bullshit hmm. if you can make that distinction in your mind and law demands you to do that because law is not based on what you, your opinions are exactly, law is based yeah. on facts and what the law is yeah so it trains you into becoming the truer version of, of yourself hmm. Hmm. so um namita like in your life I'm just I'm just seeing you as a person who has a lot of experience you know because just because you deal with so many people you know Yeah I think that uh, what what do you think about happiness and success Yeah okay the those are two very difficult words to <laughs> arrive at when you're I mean see so once you understand that whatever you've been told till now all your life whatever people have expected out of you whatever you've expected out of yourself whatever the world expects of you all of this all of that is a construct that you've created or now or that you've based yourself around mm-hmm. okay that that once you get that clarity and that clarity will come at different stages for different people mm-hmm. it is not as going to come when you are doing class 10 or class 12 some people mm. get it very early some people get it very late mm. but that clarity has to be reached the only way that you reach that clarity is when you start telling yourself the truth when you start telling other people the truth and you do not lie mm. when you do not lie on, from your own tongue for anything your conscious will start telling you things that if you don't like it say i don't like it i don't like this profession i don't like how my life is going and once you have that realization it is only then that you can even start to think about what success mm. and happiness is right first you admit to yourself what is what actually you want what mm. you actually what you actually need yeah. sometimes we are so caught up in this whole construct about oh uh, this is what will make you happy that is what will make you happy this is success that is not success once you start uh, you know seeing these as just words mm. you know these are not uh, these are not things that are happening in your life do you find yourself successful like when do you get up in the morning and say i am successful nobody says that <laughs> or i am happy no you feel it you feel it around you feel you feel that there is a calmness to yourself okay that that wholeness to yourself that completeness to yourself wherever you are you can be you can be the you can be the most uh, i don't know unkept depressed person mm-hmm. but if you get up and say okay i am depressed i need to deal with it that 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 can make you content that mm. that is happiness mm. if you can admit to yourself the problems that you have yeah. and success is only if you can push yourself a little by little every day into becoming whole that's it 
in your truth. Be whole in your truth. That's it. Everything else is bullshit. Everything else, yeah. everything, anything that anybody has told you ever is bullshit. Anything, <laughs> and people are selling you this bullshit every day. Yes. Okay. Yes. For on TVs, on brochures, on um, bloody, I don't know your uh, advertisements and your greater exactly. than life, larger than life things. It's it's always it's very, about just create creating those milestones, you know. You think, okay, now yeah. I have this. Now what? Yeah. What? What's next? What's yeah, next? You just it's, keep it's running in that. Enough. Because because you're 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 deluding yourself. I feel most people delude themselves into being happy. Yeah. Okay. They think that oh, I have to be happy because <laughs> I have this 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 this. It it can't yeah. be any other way. Then you feel that okay, something is missing in my life. No, it's not that you're missing anything. It's just that you you don't hear yourself out, man. Like most people don't talk to themselves. Okay, it seems crazy. It seems like okay, uh, okay. Why am I talking to myself? Why am I going to spiral? Until you complete that spiral of you know where your deepest darkest thoughts go. Uh, I this 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 thing that uh, <laughs> I keep reminding myself is one quote by Carl Jung. Okay, he says that. Uh, a tree can never grow to the heavens if its roots don't reach to hell so you have to dig deeper in you things that you never want anybody else to confront within yourself you have to confront those things within you the fear that you have what is the visceral fear that scares you every day you don't look in the places that you need to look in your own psyche once you start doing that once you're not afraid of yourself and what you the things that you want or the things that you care about yeah. if you're not afraid of it in yourself that's when the world will see that okay this person is not afraid yeah. this person is not scared this person can be given an opportunity this person can be given a responsibility because she's not scared she can do it or he can do it yeah. but it has to you have to have you when you walk into a room you must every girl that i can if this reaches out to any girl possible any woman in this world take up space don't be somebody who sits in a corner and lets the world go i mean even by. even guys for that matter right but yeah even guys for that matter yeah. but women have this whole problem of you know not taking up space in a room when you that's want, like you a whole space, new discussion yeah. point you know <laughs> But yeah. I mean, uh, it was it was such a nice talk with you, Namita. I mean, I know, uh, <laughs> and and you know what? Like uh, when I'm talking to you, what's the difference between this talk and the talks that I've had till now? Um, I have always been interacting with my circle. Mm. So I I because I have Absolutely. done I have a B Tech background and I have an mm. MBA background. You know, mm. I have that kind mm. of circle. And the, well, for me, the fact that I can talk to you about this is is. actually reinforcing everything that i think is uh, correct because you cannot a person is not their btech background or their llb background a person is a person i met you in a stage of your life and your flux that you were having and you met me in the flux that i was having in my life and it was the 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 fact that we can talk about things that are completely out of our own uh, you know immediate circle is life we are talking about life and <laughs> life is happening to everybody alike it is yeah. not something that is happening to some rich guy or some poor guy it's happening to everybody at the same time right now yes so it's, it's, <laughs> i can always talk to you <laughs> 
Thank you so much, Navida, for your no, time. It, it was, it was an absolute pleasure. I had so much fun. I can't wait to do this again. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning into this podcast, People's Stories. If you are aware of somebody who has inspired you and would want me to share their stories with all of you guys, then please feel free to connect with me. My name is Priyanka Oja, and you can find me by the same name on LinkedIn. On Instagram, my account name is People's Stories Pod. I'm going to come with another exciting episode, so stay tuned and stay happy, stay healthy.